So no one told you life would play gonna be this way. Your team's a joke, Kyle. You're gonna win anyways. I'm gonna introduce us to who? Who's here? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. I am your host, TJ Lett, here with your other host, J.R. Lett, and it is an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Tommy, for the intro, for the warm welcomes. Um, You're very welcome. Thanks for being uh, here, Jack. Yes. Uh, it was, uh, we, missed, we missed you last week when uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme took over for you. Yeah, well, hey, Jean-Claude... Uh, I think he did a great job filling in for me, and I gotta say to you, my brother, thank you for bringing him on the show, because that, I mean, as you guys were talking about, you oh, know I, how much yeah. that meant to me. Yeah, I know exactly how much that meant to you. It was a, it was a pleasure. Um, okay, so let's not waste any time, huh? Let's uh, get right into these uh, week three matchups. You know what it's time for? What time is it for? What is the time for? <laughs> let's talk fantasy football. Without further ado, let's talk fantasy football. What is the time for? Okay. Uh, so, week three provided uh, quite a bit of excitement. Um, let's go ahead and start it off with the first place team after three weeks, Lieutenant Lou Lettenmeyer, who is 3-0. He squared off against Drew Dor- George W. Gallagher, uh, and they had quite a close matchup. Um, so... Dad won with 12,214 points, beating Drew, who scored 10,624 points. Uh, that drops Drew to 1-2. and two. Dad sits at 3-0, and oh, like I mentioned. Um, what sticks out to you when you're looking at this matchup? Um, I mean, one of the first things that sticks out to me is the just the stellar uh, quarterback performance that Drew got from Tom Brady. Uh, just a, a 3,500 point, five passing touchdowns, 378 yards. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about Tom Brady as a football Tom Brady player. Doing I, Tom Brady I, I, I don't know what else you can say, but um, unfortunately, uh, that's one of the lone bright spots on Drew's team. Uh, that was, and you say it was close, but uh, you know there was almost a 2,000 point gap and. Uh, you know, Drew's Drew just had a lot of duds this week, but um, yeah, I mean, it ended up being a six about a sixteen hundred point uh, victory by Dad, but um, it looked like it was going to be a lot closer uh, before things finished off. Uh, Drew kind of sputtered down the end, and Dad pulled away. The thing that sticks out to me is you look at Drew's wide receivers; the three of them had a combined score of eight eighteen hundred. And 52 points, which is the lowest of any team's wide receiving core for week three. Ooh, wow. Yeah. It's a hot stat. And dad's, yeah, dad's uh, three wide receivers put up 4,510. So we're looking at... There's the gap. Yep. That, I mean, that's 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 what won and lost the matchups for each of them. Yeah, uh, that's That difference fair. right there is, is, is really what sticks out to me. Uh, dad had a very nice even performance again from his team this week. Um, like I said, he put up 12,200. He's now averaging 
right around 11,900 uh, per week, which is uh, very solid, very, very solid. Um, when you're putting up close to 12,000 a week, you're, you're doing all right for yourself. Um, really, the only disappointments for dad, I would say, are Theo Riddick in that RB2 spot and uh, Kobe Fleener in the tight end position. Um, again, we've talked about dad's running backs, and I guess he, for now he's just going to stick with Riddick until he can either make a trade or, or, or just get someone in free agency, but he's going to be super inconsistent. And uh, I think, like I said last week, so this week he gets 580. I think that's really all you can expect from him when he's not going to score a touchdown. So, um, And then Kobe Fleener was all right the first two weeks, uh, really bad this week, and now um, Sneed's coming back. So Dad may need to find another tight end as well, potentially. Which shouldn't be an issue. Um, There's a lot of a lot of tight ends that are not good, but comparable to Kobe Fleener. You know, there's there's yeah, there's no, plenty definitely. of those mid tier oh, yeah. guys that you there's... can stream every week based on the matchup that they're playing against. So definitely, definitely, um, a lot of disappointments for Drew's team. I would say the two biggest are probably Jay Ajayi and uh, Travis Kelsey. I think if the two of them perform how you expect them to perform. Uh, Drew would have had the W this week, but Travis Kelsey comes out and gets one target for one catch and one yard, a whopping 60 points, and uh, Jay Ajayi did yeah, not look great. I mean, the Dolphins Dolphins didn't look great. Um, I mean, only they lost to two. the Jets. That's, that's the end of right. the conversation. They were down 20 to nothing to the Jets. They didn't lose to the Jets. They got embarrassed by the Jets. Um, so, I mean... Drew doesn't put up a great week. Um, it definitely, uh, he definitely fell off after last week's fifteen thousand point performance. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think when you look at his team, the wide receivers are are the um, are the weakness. Um, here's, I mean, here's, uh, you know, here's one thing for Drew to be both upset about and optimistic about. If you look at his bench, I mean, he left two solid wide receiver performance on the bench performances on the bench this week um and that could have really helped his teams make uh split the difference um yeah i mean i'm not sure no i, mean, I sterling uh, shepherd you're not gonna play no him. no that's not me saying he should have i'm just that's why i'm saying upset in the sense of like oh i could have won but optimistic in the sense that you've got some talent on your bench sterling shepherd had a great game 2200 points uh he had a touchdown and seven receptions 133 yards so um that's great. If if uh, I mean the the whole Giants offense looked so much better in that game than they have. Um, Brandon Marshall had a good game. O- Odell had a good game. So, uh, you know, for Drew, um, I I've been harping on his team a lot, but I mean he it, they've you've still got potential. It's just I feel like it's the it's a it's the type of team that's just getting off to a slow start, but he could really find some traction in a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, with with Tom Brady as his quarterback, he's going to have a chance to win um, every single week if if the other guys can perform. I know last week Tom Brady got three thousand, and you said that he's not going to do this every week, um, which he won't. But he comes right back with thirty five hundred. Uh, very very impressive. Um, Tom Brady is just uh, he can't be human. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Sure. And then just one more thing to point out before we move on to the next matchup. Uh, Dad, I mean, we've been saying this, hate to sound like a broken record on the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast show, but uh, Sammy Watkins, 2,500 points on Dad's bench. Richard Matthews, 1,700 points on Dad's bench. He's got two 
much wide receiver talent, and he's leaving points on the table by not moving one of those pieces mm-hmm. to upgrade his RB2 spot. He has to upgrade from Theoretic. Um, I agree. Until he's just, until he's just he leaving makes points that move. on the bench. He's just leaving points on the bench. Yeah, until he makes a trade or makes a move, every single week he's going to be sitting a guy that most likely puts up decent numbers. Yeah. I mean, I, I legitimately think with, with Sammy Watkins' breakout week, I mean, you're talking about dad legitimately has six startable wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So we'll see. And, uh, we'll Jeremy, see what he can do. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's doing all right. I mean, we, we've we've talked about his running back weakness, but like I said, he's putting up close to 12000 a week, and he is sitting at 3-0. and So um, he's got to be feeling pretty great. Uh, Drew at 1-2. and I think uh, I think we'll start seeing his team uh, team start to perform better as the as the year goes on. Um, so let's jump into the uh, second matchup that we're going to talk about, which is going to be Tommy, yours truly, versus uh, Justin. Uh, so I came out on top in this matchup. Uh, I won with a score of eleven thousand nine hundred and seventy-eight to Justin's nine thousand three hundred and sixty-eight. Um, through three weeks. Justin's team has uh, not performed. Uh, he's averaging just over 9,000 points a week for the first three weeks. Um, I don't want him to panic yet. Um, he's He sits at 1-2 and two, um, with, a, with a loss. Uh, so it could be worse. Obviously, he could be 0-3. Uh, but at 1-2, I... I what do you see, what do you see uh, when you look at Justin's team? What, what's the problem? Um, I mean, I'll tell you one thing that's a problem. And we're not even talking about his starters that totally wet the bed. Justin has two quarterbacks and two defenses on his roster. In a league (laughs) that has four bench spots to be rostering backups for two different positions that only have one slot is just a, it's just objectively misusing your bench spots. Uh, and just Justin's got no depth on his team. He's not he 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 doesn't have guys that he can plug in um, uh, to to fill these holes that are clearly being shown on his team. I mean, he got a solid week from Jordy Nelson, Emmanuel Sanders. Those are two studs. He's got a great wide receiver one and wide receiver two. And Gronk, another solid week with eighteen ninety. So he's got the tight end spot. Um, yeah, Rob Gronkowski. Locked up. Uh, Rob Gronkowski but looks he's good. got some consistency issues in the wide receiver three and both running back positions and the flex position um yeah kenny kenny galladay's backed up his nice week one performance with two very 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 poor weeks um yeah i don't know what i I just i'm i'm starting to get to the point where i'm just i'm just looking the other way when it comes to any of the wide receivers in detroit i mean marvin jones kenny galladay golden tate there it's there's a lot going on over there i have no idea who the targets are going to well, well, we'll get to Golden Tate more when we talk about um, Anna's matchup with you, but uh, I have no problem with Golden Tate. Uh, he's the only one that I would feel comfortable starting every week, for sure. So what, one thing I wanted to mention, what's, what stuck out to me is, is two things. So Justin tried to get cute, and um, he tried to plug in Trevor Simeon this week. Uh, fortunately, it didn't cost him anything. He still would have lost if he had played Dak Prescott, but... He left Dak Prescott on the bench, who ended up getting 2,292, and he played Trevor Simeon, who got 956. Um, 
which I, th- I think moving forward, Justin should just stick with Dak. I think, um, like you said, he's got, he can't be, he can't be holding on to two quarterbacks. Um, obviously you'll need a quarterback for once you're, once Dak has a bye week, but, um, I have no problem starting, starting Dak most weeks. Uh, and he, he had a great performance. The Cowboys looked really good. They had a great bounce back week against, um, against Arizona on Monday night. So, um, the other thing that sticks out is um, the running back uh, difference between my team and his. Uh, my starting running backs combined for 4,610 points, and his starting running backs combined for 1,210. Uh, yeah, I mean, there it is. So, again, there's the difference. Um, I outscored him at the running back position by 3,400 points. Um, Michael Crabtree with feeling... the uh, solid solid week after performance from his 2,900 yeah, did you watch any of that Oakland Raiders uh, Washington Redskins game? The, yeah, dude, put the, put me on the fucking spot here. Throw me in a coffin, dude. You trying to embarrass me in front of the viewers? No, is that a no? No, no, dude. I didn't. I didn't catch. Okay, <laughs> that game. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's no. A, it, that was the Sunday night game, right? Yeah. The yeah, Raiders. Yeah, I caught. I caught. I caught like the second half of that. The Raiders looked awful, and Derek Carr looked awful. And the Redskins looked really good, and so yeah, Michael Crabtree got 120. I'm not worried about that. He got injured. Um, <laughs> he was wide open, and David. Uh, wow, I keep saying David Carr. Hey man, that's okay. You know, respect to the older bro. Absolutely, the better bro. Anyway, um, Derek Carr threw a errant pass, and Michael Crabtree was open, so he had to like jump up and like reach out for the ball and like expose his body and the safety just came and like trucked him right in the chest so he was out for the game after that uh, x-rays were negative though but uh Derek Carr was bad and as a result Marshawn Lynch didn't get going Michael Crabtree didn't get going and Amari Cooper didn't get going I mean it was awful the Raiders looked truly awful the Redskins looked like they were Super Bowl bound yeah it was I know that it's football's weird, man. Sports are weird. Like th- this this week, can we just take a step back and look at this week as just a football week? How weird it was. I mean, you had the Steelers going down to the Bears. You had the Bills almost beating the Patriots. You or you had the Bills beating the Broncos. You had the um, Texans Texans almost, almost beating the, Patriots, beating the yeah. Patriots. You had the the Titans beat the the Seahawks. You had the Jets beat the like it was like. This week was topsy turvy. Yeah, I mean, uh, every, yeah, every one of those matchups you mentioned is definitely topsy turvy, except for maybe outside of the uh, Titans Seahawks. I, I anticipated so just the Titans a, winning that game. Um, just a few things, dude, about your team, if I can. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think we're at the point now where we got to start worrying about Isaiah Crowell. Um, it's it's it looks like it's just gonna truly be a two back. Uh, system in in Cleveland with Duke Johnson getting a bulk of the work Um, and Isaiah Corral just has not looked as good as Duke Johnson so far this season I don't know what it is Isaiah Corral flashed in in preseason but um, this this regular season he hasn't been bad he hasn't hasn't been been bad but I had hoped he would get Uh, he got 17 the first week but then just 10 and 12 the last two weeks they've been playing from behind a lot which I was hoping they wouldn't have to against the Colts this week, but that was still the case. So, yeah, he's um, – I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and then the I, other thing I, I was going to mention yeah, was uh, Cam Newton. Um, 
Cam Newton is not good this year. No, um, he's he's not. I tried to Cam, get you. Cam Cam I I like I loved your pickup because like we said last week, this was the week. This was Cam's last chance. This was Cam's last stand. If if Cam was going to say, "Hey, I'm going to be a relevant quarterback this year. I'm going to be fantasy relevant. I'm going to be NFL quarterback relevant." You know, he's got to put up numbers against the New Orleans Saints, arguably one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. And he throws he, three interceptions and zero touchdowns. He looks he bad, was man. saved by his one rushing touchdown. So, you know, you still got 1,100 from him. I got but, very lucky to have 1,100 from him. But Cam Newton, I mean, I'm sure you'll drop him. Drop him. And I, I, I warn everyone else in the league, do not pick up Cam Newton. He, The name might tempt you, but this is not the same Cam Newton that we saw when he won the MVP uh, or no. a, anything close to it, it's a shell of a, and it's a shell of an NFL quarterback. Yeah, he. Uh, I, it's got to be his shoulder must still be uh, hurting or something. Um, I don't know what it yeah. is. He's looked awful. You're exactly right. I am going to drop him. Um, I've already got a, a, a waiver including him as a, as my drop. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll a, go little, back to Marcus. a little pro tip. A little pro tip. If you know you if you know you want to drop someone. I would just I, it's it feels better for me to just drop that person and then your waiver claims you only have to pick people up you don't have to like drop someone every time you can just make a waiver claim with just adding someone because you have the space yeah yep that's a pro very tip. pro very tip to good all the pro listeners. tip very good pro tip um, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry we have some uh, we have some interference here uh, on our radio channel it there must be something. Producer, uh, producer Justin, please, please get to that. Oh, by the way, we have a guest producer on the show tonight, Justin Brown, a temporary employee of K-Sun Productions. Um, he's filling in for our intern, Kyle. And uh, Justin, um, you know, just thanks for coming on. We're excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, Justin. And we appreciate you filling in for Kyle for us. Um, it's a pleasure. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Next matchup? Anything else? Yeah, I was just going to say I'd like to point out that um, I am averaging 13,146 points through three weeks. Um, I am the only team to average over 13,000 through the first three weeks. Um, so wow. that's a nice little, uh, not very, not a very humble brag, just a straight up brag right there. Hey, uh, Tommy, let's just take a uh, moment to, so, so you just said you were the top scoring player so far? Top scoring team, yeah, so far. Yeah, so do you happen to know who the second highest scoring team is so far this year? You know what, Jack? I honestly have no idea. Nah, I'm kidding. It's you, man. Great segue into our next matchup. Um, Let's talk about you versus Anna. Listen, all I'm saying is the two hosts of Let's Talk Fantasy Football are your two current leaders of the Fantasy Football League, so... uh, you might, you might want to listen up, folks. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, we know what the hell we're talking about. Um, yeah. So, uh, just before we start up with your matchup with Anna, I would say at two and one, I feel good. At one and two for Justin, I don't think he needs to panic. He does need to think about making some moves as far as getting 
guys, different guys on his bench for potential use later on, and also maybe making a few changes to his starting lineup as, as we move forward. Okay, so for you and Anna, you took Anna down. You had a massive week, 15,260. Anna put up a respectable score of 11,020, um, despite some crazy things happening to her roster this week. Um, so... I'll let you. I'll let you deanalyze my team, obviously. But uh, you mind if I deanalyze Anna's team first? Why are you saying deanalyze? <laughs> it sounds smarter than analyze. Sort of is like. It, is sort of it like, a word? Sort of like debunk or like you know. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> do you mind if I deanalyze it? Yes, go ahead. Um, so as Tommy mentioned. Obviously, I put up monster numbers, uh, but you know Anna put up a very respectable eleven thousand points, and you know this is gonna sound like deja vu because this is what we talked about last week. But man, Anna's team—the consistency is what's killing her. She is having some stellar weeks from some of her players. Oh yeah, she got some very performances. solid performances. Shout out to Todd but Gurley. She just. Just like last week, some players do amazing and some players just I mean Can I Tommy can, can I you can you read quick? can you yeah. read can you read please the, the big stat the big stat from this. Yeah. Yeah. So let me lay let me lay this out for all you listeners out there. So Anna and Jack um, were having a, a very close battle uh, early on during the noon games. So after the noon games had ended at 3 o'clock before the 3 o'clock games had started. Anna had 10,620 points, and Jack had 9,530 points. Jack had three players left. He had Kirk Cousins, Doug Baldwin, and Ty Montgomery to play. Anna had four players left. Hunter Henry, J.J. Nelson, Dan Bailey, and Seattle's defense. It looked like both of you were going to get, like, over 13,000 this week. Um, and it was looking like it was going to come down to the wire. What ends up happening is Anna, who had four players remaining, she gets zero from Hunter Henry, zero from J.J. Nelson, and zero from Seattle's defense, and Dan Bailey puts up a whopping 400. Three of her last four players put up a goose egg. That is un. Precedent. Anna put up eleven. I've never seen anything like that. Anna put up eleven thousand points with three players getting zero. Yep, with seven players. <laughs> That's um, crazy. So I just want to give. I want to give Drew Brees all three of her wide receivers and both of her running backs a round of applause because they did what they needed to do. And I mean, it hurts. Uh, J.J. Nelson, I don't know. J.J. Nelson shouldn't have had zero points. He he caught two huge passes. The first one, he was barely out of bounds, and the second mm-hmm. one... Was overthrown um, by Carson Palmer. Was was overthrown by Carson Palmer, yeah. So, I mean, he, he was on the brink of having two huge plays that would have at least given him something. Hunter Henry, um, boy, that hurts to see, especially after a big week last week, but this is going to stir back up the old narrative I was telling before I had to swallow my tongue last week when he did well. Uh, Hunter Henry is a dud, and uh, 
so there's I, better tight ends available. I don't know. I, I'm so confused by this Hunter Henry situation. He gets no targets week one, seven targets, and catches all of them in week two, and then no targets again in week three. I don't know what the offensive coordinator is doing, why he's not getting targets every game. He's a good tight end, and Phillip Rivers likes to throw to his tight ends. I don't know why they're not utilizing him. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to keep playing someone after you've played them twice and they've gotten you zero points. Um, but I don't know. She may she may want to stick with him. I still have faith in Hunter Henry. Uh, I know you say he's a dud, but he's a talented guy, and if they would just throw him the ball, I think he would produce. I don't know why he's not getting targets. Um, but when I look at Anna's team, like you said, the top half of her team was great, and I, like, I think moving forward, she doesn't need to touch her roster at all unless there's buys for Drew Brees, Julio Jones, Golden Tate. Those are guys you start every week. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, yeah. I liked what I saw from him. Hopefully he can keep that up. And then Todd Gurley yeah. and C.J. Anderson, she's going to play them every week. So yeah, I guess no, she's got a solid team. There's no denying yeah. that. It's just those those she got unlucky this week. Um, I will say Seattle's defense is not the Seattle defense of the past. So definitely not a defense that you just throw in every week. Um, yeah, she might just have like to start most de- about... just like most defenses. Seattle's defense is matchup dependent. So. Um, will definitely, you know, she'll definitely have to take him out against high-powered offenses such as, uh, you know, the Titans. So, um, yes. and then Hunter Henry, you know, like you said, he's up and down, but maybe there's better tight end options. I will say the the one, uh, you know, she's got a pretty solid bench uh, from Blunt to Hooper and Beasley. But as I said uh, last week, I'll just repeat it. I, I don't think um, there's really a need to own Adrian Peterson. I think he has a very low ceiling. I think he's the third back in New Orleans, and I just think she could uh, get some more depth elsewhere. Yeah, it definitely. Um, I don't know if she wants to give him one more week. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yell at her for that. Um, it does seem like. I mean, barring any kind of injury, it looks like he's going to be the third guy out there, and um, he's just not getting enough touches to produce fantasy wise. Um, but yeah, I'm not worried about her team in the slightest. She's sitting at. She's sitting at. She's sitting at two and one, and. Um, She's looking good, and you're sitting at two and one as well. Let's touch on your team real quick. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Captain Kirk, who put up twenty six eighty for you. That's got to feel nice after he uh, put up two duds in the first two weeks. Um, oh, I, yeah. I believe in Captain Kirk. I believe in the Redskins. I believe in their offense. Um, I think that's more along the lines of what you're going to see from him this year, uh, for sure. Uh, Doug Baldwin and Michael Thomas both finally broke out. Um, Ooh, that felt good. Yeah, you had a, a nice massive week from your uh, from your wide receivers actually this week, which is um, different than what happened the first two weeks for you when your uh, running backs dominated. Um, yeah. But yeah, great looking week from your wide receivers. I think those are guys. I mean, here for you again, your wide receivers and your quarterback. Those are guys that you're going to start really without thinking about the matchups, without you know wondering always oh, should I play him this week? Should I not? Those are guys you just start. They're all wide receiver ones on their teams. So. Um, Montgomery had a bit of a down week. He still puts up 900. Um, obviously, you're not worried about him. James White, I would say, is the only disappointing part of your team this week. He only puts up 330. Um, that's. I think that's just going to be kind of what's going to happen with him. As long as you're playing him, it's going to be very up and down for you. If you're starting him well, every dude, week. Well, dude, hint, hint, a uh, little uh, insider tip here. I'll be starting Joe Mixon next week. So, uh no worries about that, my friend. Okay, very good. 
Yeah, I mean, and Zach Ertz has been very consistent for you. Um, so far, you've been right about him. Dude, um, Zach, been... Ertz, Zach Ertz and Gronk are, like, the two, the only two tight ends that have been uh, in good form. They 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 are the two top tight ends this year. Um, they're definitely they've definitely been the top two and uh, uh, above everyone else so far. So we'll see if that continues for Ertz. Uh, I know you were high on him. Um, How many targets do you think Zach Ertz has through three games? Twenty eight. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun Shout fact. out to Matt Prater for for nailing yeah. twenty three hundred for me. <laughs> twenty three hundred. I should have uh, traded you for him while I could. Um, yeah, dude, Cairo Santos. <laughs> that would have been hilarious if I traded you with Cairo Santos, and then he immediately goes. Uh, I know, dude. Reserve. You could have had it. You could have had it. You could have had it. Um, <laughs> anyway, last last point about your team. Uh, obviously, you put up fifteen thousand. You had a great week overall. You've got no concerns moving forward. You're two and one. You're the second highest scoring team in the league. Um, one fun fact I did want to mention was that Mark Ingram this week put up nine sixty, and that is. What his total has been all three weeks this year. Exactly. Yes. That is awesome. <laughs> so I I guess he's good for 960 every week, which I'm sure you're <laughs> fine with that in your flex position. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fine. Um, all right, moving on. We're going to do Scott versus Louie. Um, Scott put up 15,960, and Louie only put up 7,204. Uh, it probably goes without saying that's that got to be the widest margin um, so far this year, and that's got to um, be the widest margin. That might is that not the widest margin ever? I mean, it's not. It's not. Um, actually, uh, off the top of my head, uh, in the championship game, when yours truly, sorry about this, Drew, but um, I beat Drew in the championship game. I had like, oh gosh, I want to say nineteen thousand. And he had like under ten thousand. Um, so uh, yeah, so no, but fifteen thousand nine hundred—that is the highest score uh, so far through three weeks. Um, Scott is just behind you in uh, points per game or points overall for the for through three weeks. He's averaging. 12,811 after three weeks, and you're averaging 12,998. So it's very close. Um, and Louis is averaging... So Louis, Louis is in a tough spot. He's only averaging 9,500 a week, um, and he's getting... <laughs> opponents are scoring against him 14,600 a week. So he's getting outscored by 5,100 points through three weeks. Uh, and when I look at Louis's team... There's some holes. There's some definite holes in his team. Um, disappointments that stick out are, I mean, Baltimore's defense. Let's just start off by saying I don't know what the, I don't know what the fuck happened to Baltimore this week. Uh, they come storming out the gates. They go two and zero. They go to London to play Baltimore, and they forgot to show up. Baltimore puts up negative two hundred, um, and. Yeah, and against Jacksonville, of all teams, like, I it, did, it didn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, I woke up and it was already like twenty to nothing in the first half, and I was like, "What in the hell?" Um, but so, yeah, Louis got two seventy from Cooper Cup on Thursday night. Um, 
and then he gets negative 200 from Baltimore in the Monday or the Sunday morning game. So he's sitting at 70 points after two players play. Uh, he texted us saying that it was a nice feeling knowing that uh, he had already lost uh, before the noon games had even started. <laughs> uh, we, we tried to encourage him, but it, it, uh, it got lopsided really fast. Um, Marshawn Lynch had a bad game, but like I talked about earlier, the Raiders were really bad. I'm not worried about Marshawn Lynch. It just happens. Uh, g- game flow. They couldn't get the they couldn't get the uh, the run game going. They couldn't get the pass game going. The Redskins held the Raiders to 95 total offensive yards um, until there were like two minutes left in the game. I don't know what they ended up with, but before the Raiders' last drive, they had 95 total offensive yards. Um, I I mean, that that was there was a lot of reasons for that, but what was like Marshawn Lynch doing? Derek Derek Carr looked awful in that game. He missed a lot of throws. I'm not sure what was going on, and Amari Cooper had a few more drops. So, well, um, well, but that happens every week. Amari Cooper's never catching footballs, but Marshawn Lynch was like just chilling. Is this going to be a situation where he like doesn't try on road games? <laughs> I suppose it could be because like um, that that could like definitely be a Marshawn thing to do. Like he just like f- he just phones it in unless he's in Oakland, right? Because he because he only wants to play for his home crowd. Yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> uh, he cares. Hot, hot what, take. What's going to happen? They're gonna... Don't start Marshawn in any road games this year. <laughs> what's going to happen? They're going to lose. You think he cares if they win or lose? It's Marshawn Lynch. He retired because he was like tired of like just playing. He was like whatever, you know. I'm going to retire because I, you guys keep making me come to practice and I have to talk to the media. And <laughs> now he's like, I only came back so I can play in front of the Oakland crowd. You really think I'm going to be like running hard when we're like not in Oakland? Why? Why would I do that? Give me more Skittles and maybe. <laughs> um, so here's what I'll say about Louis' team. Is he got a, So he got a good game from... Um, from Carson, uh, that's got to be encouraging for him. Uh, he was saved a little bit by a touchdown, but he's clearly the the primary back there now. So hopefully, moving oh, yeah. forward, he's he can, set. He can start start to move better, and hopefully he he'll be good moving forward with his two running backs. Um, Jack Doyle puts up sixty points. Jack Doyle looked good and looked like he had he had started to develop um, a good connection with Brissett uh, in week two, and then comes back and only gets a couple catches and. Um, and fumbles the ball. So I don't know what he's going to do at tight end. Uh, and then, of course, Jimmy Graham puts up a uh, – Seattle's offense finally got humming this week, and Jimmy Graham puts up a 1,000. So maybe Louis will feel comfortable plugging in Jimmy Graham again next week. I don't know. Um, he's also got to figure out who, what to do in the flex position. Right now I don't see anyone that you can trust to start every week in that for a flex for him. Well, once um, again, I think Louis will be on the waiver wire uh, this week. I think – Thomas Rawls uh, is a drop, and I think uh, Perrine is a drop. Uh, he, he, oh yeah, he, he was looking good, and then uh, he fumbled hurt, and he hurt was, his arm. He was looking good, but he hurt his he bru- he has a bruised hand, and he fumbled. And um, they're not very forgiving about fumbles in Washington. No, uh, that's ask, basically ask the, Matt the Jones. only reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and that's basically the only reason Rob Kelly has the starting job because he doesn't fumble. Um, right, right. So, 
Louis. I think Louis. Louis got two spots that he can open up there. Yeah, you know Louis gonna at least pick up two guys this week for in waivers. Um, Probably he's, three. He's zero and three. He hasn't. He's had a. I mean, let's just to put it bluntly, he's had a just a, a horribly horribly terrible start um, through three weeks. It's going to be an uphill battle for him, but if there's anyone that can do it, I think it's him. Um, we'll see. I think uh, moving forward, obviously, his team can't keep producing this few points. Um, so hopefully the law of averages will kick in and he'll start putting up some major points. Let's talk about Scott's team. Um, we were high on him, and then he shot the bed last week, and then he comes roaring back. This was this was the team you were talking about, This Tommy. is the, This is the team I was talking about. I mean... When you look at the team that showed up this week, this team gives you a boner. This, no, this team doesn't give. This team does nothing for me sexually. This team scares <laughs> the. This team scares the shit out of me. I mean, his his wide receiver, his wide receivers of Brandon Cooks, Tyree Kill, and Stefan Diggs is is terrifying. It's terrifying. It's, it's, it's an absolutely terrifying wide receiving core and how is it sitting next to the running back core of Le'Veon Bell and Leonard Fournette I don't this know this is this is what I was talking I, about at the beginning of the year man I don't understand Scott's lineup wide receivers one through three and RB one and two now that being said he's got a bad tight end and inconsistency in the flex spot but Scott's and, um I just want to Scott's wide receivers put up 8790 points from his three wide receivers this week. That's the that's the highest dang. that's the highest total for anyone's team for all three weeks. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean like wow. you said he's Ebron had a, a terrible week. He tried to pick up Ebron and and plug him in for Greg Olson after the injury. Um Scott doesn't make too many moves. I wonder if he'll just stick with Ebron and hope he has a bounce back week. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, if I'm Scott, I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but uh, Chris Hogan's had back-to-back great weeks. Um, I, I think I plug him in instead of Stills it's in tough. that flex spot. It's tough. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but it is tough with him having Brandon Cooks. You know, it's always weird playing two wide receivers from the same team. You feel like you're, it you're is. competing against each other for targets. But have you heard of Tom Brady? Here's, the th- here's what I'll say. True. New England's defense looks awful. So what do you? Yeah, have? they don't look good. So here's 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 two things that are true. New England's defense looks awful, and the Patriots don't lose football games. So what does that mean? The Patriots have to are going to have to put up a shit ton of points this year. So what does that mean? Tom Brady's going to throw the ball a shit ton. I think. Yeah. I think in most weeks. Cooks and Hogan could could both have enough targets and points to to start to both be startable for him. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, um, but yeah, Scott. Like I said, highest highest week, highest scoring week this year so far. Um, and yeah, I mean, like you said, his two running backs and three wide receivers are just it's just amazing and. Uh, he gets twenty two hundred from from Steven Hauschka this week. That that didn't hurt things. Carolina puts up one fifty, and Ebron puts up one ninety, and Scott still almost hits sixteen k. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If his defense had just done, 
done like decent, he would have had an even more monster week. Yeah, but uh, we're talking about seventeen thousand. Um, but yeah, Scott yeah. sits at two and one. Um, he's looking good, and uh, yeah, I don't think he has anything to worry about um, moving forward. Uh, let's go to the next matchup. <laughs> My favorite matchup of the week: um, Brian versus Kyle. <laughs> Brian, a real barn burner. Kyle. This one was a barn burner in its truest form. Kyle wins with a whopping score of 10,472 to beat Brian, who scores 10,122. Now, that drops Brian to 2 and 1 and bumps Kyle up to 2 and 1. They are both sitting at 2 and 1, and if you ask me, they are both incredibly lucky to be 2 and 1. Yeah. Kyle put up 10,472 this week. Through three weeks, that is the second lowest score for a team that won. Yeah. Would, would you like to guess who has the lowest scoring week for a team that has won this yeah. year? Yeah, is, is Kyle last week. It was Kyle in week one. Kyle beat, Kyle beat Greg with a score of 9,868. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kyle has two wins, <laughs> and they're the two lowest scores in all three yeah. weeks from any of the winning teams. Yeah. Uh, so he has to be counting his lucky stars. That's hysterical. That he is That's two hysterical. and one. Uh, and Brian actually, um, Brian has the lowest points scored against him out of any team through three weeks. Teams are only averaging 8,900 points against him through three weeks. Man, you've got some hot stats, TJ. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Kyle is two and one when, and he's only averaging ten thousand two hundred points a week. Um, uh, so he's got to be feeling great. Um, let's talk about let's talk about Kyle's team first since he won. Um, Kyle's team actually had, I think Kyle's team had a better week than what his uh, points are showing. David Carr obviously did terribly. Um, before David Carr shot the bed, it looked like it was completely in the bag for Kyle. Um, he was he was looking really good, and then David Carr only... Jesus Christ. Derek Carr. Um, I'm just going to call him David. <laughs> Guys, for, for, for the rest of this podcast, uh, for all episodes, when you hear me say David Carr, it means Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr... Damn it. David Carr did not... Yeah, I was going to say, who's Derek Carr? <laughs> uh, so Carr only puts up 722, and then in the Monday night game, Jason Witten only puts up 80. Um, combined with Des Bryant's 820, that made things awfully close in the end. Um, for a little, it looked like Kyle might actually lose the matchup. Um, but Kyle, I'd like to give a shout-out to T.Y. Hilton for you. Um, he showed up this week, 24 80 and he looked good and it looked like he and Brissette were very much on the same page so hopefully that keeps going for you and then uh, Carlos Hyde again with 2290 in the Thursday night game uh, he looked uh, very good as well um, Melvin Gordon had a little bit of a scare but uh, he seems to be okay he still puts up a good number for you and it's just I mean it's what we've been talking about Kyle's got three great running backs I mean we're gonna have to see what happens between Derrick Henry and DeMarco Murray that's still yeah. I I do not envy Kyle. No, it's 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 a terrible, terrible, terrible position to be a, in. I, it's such a bad 
They're both so good, and you just, it's so unpredictable who's going to have a good week. They're both so good, and it's so unpredictable. Uh, Derek Henry got 13 carries, and DeMarco Merlin only got one more carry than him, 14. And it's so, like, what does Kyle put Murray in next week because he had the better score? I mean, they're getting the same amount of touches. It'll just probably be which one gets the touchdown who this breaks week. out for a big run who yeah gets the touchdown and that's an you know? awful position to be in unless you're gonna play both of them which he shouldn't because he's got carlos hyde and melvin gordon so i don't know what you do if you're kyle hopefully within these next few weeks someone emerges as the clear front runner because right now he's kind of sitting in fantasy limbo with the two of them um yeah but the the it's like we've talked about all year with kyle it's his, it's his wide receivers that are uh, um, the problem on his team. He gets 250 from Tyrell Williams and 570 from Jermaine Curse. Right now, he doesn't have a wide receiver two or a wide receiver three that he can plug in and be like, they're good for, you know, 800 points at least this week. He doesn't have that. Yeah. Hey, uh, if, if, you, if you ask me, Kyle's a pretty good candidate to uh, move one of those running back pieces to try to get one of dad's wide receivers. But yeah. Lord knows. Between the uh, two of them, they are never going to come up yeah, in trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like, precisely. So, um, if only. But, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That Kyle and dad should definitely work out a trade because Kyle has too many running backs and not enough wide receivers, and dad has too many wide receivers and not enough running backs. Um, when you look at Brian's team, Here's a fun stat. Uh, Brian, between Aaron Rodgers and uh, Dalvin Cook, they scored more than half of his points this week. They combined for uh, 5,122 points, and the rest of his guys got 5,000 combined between the eight of them. Uh, Kendall Wright putting up zero. That's tough to swallow when you lose by 300. That is very tough to swallow. Martellus Bennett only up putting up 270. Gillisley only putting up 310. I mean, this is exactly what we talked about with Gillisley, right? He doesn't, touchdown or bust. He doesn't get a there's touchdown. No, there's no secret to this it. Week. Um, the rest of his team looks fine. I mean, Gaskowski with only 400 with how many points the Patriots put up. That's not great. Denver's defense, only 800. That's not great. I mean, obviously the rest of Dan uh, Brian's team did not perform if he gets 5,000 from his top two players and yeah. doesn't win. Um, yeah. But, yeah, a lot of, lot of what-ifs for me if, if you're Brian. I mean, he's fine. Like I said, he's really lucky to be 2-1 and one anyway. If he had also won this week to go 3-0, and oh, um, that would have been pretty crazy. But, I mean, what, what sticks out to, to Brian's team? Do you like Brian's team? Uh, I mean, he's, he's um, doing fine right now, but... He, so he's two and one. He has he's only put up ten thousand nine hundred on average for the first three weeks. So, yeah, it's a little subpar. No, I mean I I like I I really I really I really sort of do like Brian's team. Um, I think Rob Kelly once he come, gets back and he's healthy, I think he's securely got the starting job in Washington. Um, he just needs to get healthy. So, uh, I think that'll help a lot. Um. I mean, Brian's he's solid at QB. He's solid at his top two wide receivers with Des Bryant and, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And he's so he, – Dalvin Cook is – I mean, he's arguably – Yeah, Dalvin Cook had a great, he's, a, he, a great bounce Dalvin back Cook is a, is a top five fantasy player overall, like this year, probably, just like on the season. You know what I mean? Like he 
What did you mean? Dalvin, like, by the end of the season. like By the end of the like season? Dal- like, running back. Well, I know quarter because I know quarterbacks, like, score more, but... Right. You, like, are you saying Dalvin Cook's going to be a top five fantasy running back? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, well, no. No, I, I'm... I, I'm officially saying. Sorry, I got you confused me with your word magic. I'm. I'm. I, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, yes, Dalvin Cook will finish this season as a top three fantasy running back. Jesus. Okay. Wow. Holy shit. That is a. That's a fucking hot take, dude. A top three. <laughs> I mean, hot that's, take. A, that's a scalding take right there. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, top three running back, Dalvin Cook. Let's see it. Absolutely. Um, Put it on you know, the board, I like, Justin. I like, I like Brian's team as well. I am sensing and noticing a very common theme here amongst every team but yours and Justin's, which we um, kind of just touched on. We're all struggling at tight end. Um, Anna gets zero from Hunter Henry. Kyle starts Jason Witten, who gets 80. Brian starts Martellus Bennett, who gets 270. It's like, uh, yeah. It's a struggle it's, right it's now. Slim pick and Scott Tarts, Scott Tarts Ebron, who gets 190. Oh my gosh, I'm just realizing, is this like the lowest point total combined from tight ends ever? I mean, 270, 80, 190, zero. That's absurd. It's not great. Louis got, got 60 from Doyle? Oh my God. Before we finish up with this matchup, give me one thing you're looking at for both teams that they need to switch moving forward. Uh, does, I mean, does Brian. Dan, does, does, Jesus, does Brian need to? Does he stick with Bennett? Does he or does he look elsewhere? I mean, tight end is. I mean, you you said it best. I mean, it's 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 just a guessing game this year. I don't know. I mean, I think Bennett is a solid guy. I think I think tight end. I think you have to start playing tight end like you play a defense, like week by week, matchup matchup at a time. Um, I think that's that's going to be your best way to do it. I think I'll say the biggest thing for Brian is just getting a secure wide receiver three. That's a big hole there, um, and I think he could maybe pick someone up with uh, by you know dropping Paul Perkins, and then on the other side with Kyle. I mean, uh, he's gotta like we said, he's gotta gotta look at making got, some trades, right? He's gotta make a trade because he's got our running back talent and uh, not enough wide receivers, and um, he's got to figure something out for that. Definitely, uh, but again, they're both sitting at two and one. I would say they're both incredibly lucky to be at two and one. Um, so they both got to feel happy, and uh, we'll see what happens next week for them. All right, let's move on to the last matchup between Greg and Dan. Greg takes this one to get a W, um, his first W of the year. He wins eleven thousand nine hundred and sixty-four to ten thousand seven hundred and thirty-six, and Dan drops to zero and three. He and Louis are the the two remaining winless teams. Um, Dan actually put up a respectable total. 10,700 isn't good. Um, it's below average. But, I, I mean, Dan would have beaten five other teams this week. So it's really not that bad. Uh, I mean, I, I, from week to week, you got to look at, you can't always look at how many points your team scored to determine whether it's a good week or bad week. I like to look at it based on how everyone else does for that week. And so with 10,700, Dan would have beat five other teams. So 
sometimes it's That's not bad. It's not like he deserves a win this week, but he very easily could have gotten a win this week. I guess is my point. Um, especially when Kyle wins with ten thousand four hundred. So, um, but yeah, we we talked about Greg's team last week, and it's kind of crazy. We talked about how he's got a good team, and it'll just be a matter if his players show up. And boy, did Odell Beckham Jr. and Jordan Howard show up this week. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. puts up 24-40, and Jordan Howard puts up 28-90. Those are his first two picks of the draft, and they are the reason he won this week. Um, the rest of his team didn't really do that great. Matt Ryan has a pedestrian 1,600. Yeah, I mean he's got to he's got to be so sorry to cut you off, but he's got to be so happy about that Jordan Howard performance. I mean, just when things were starting to look grim, Jordan Howard says, "No, thank you, world. I'm still the king. I'm still here to party and uh, party." He did. Uh, Jordan Howard. Hey was guys, eaten. it's me, your king, and I'm here to party. Hey me, <laughs> hey hey me, it's King Howard. And <laughs> at, at last time I checked, it's party time because it's party time all the time in Howard Land. Um, and that's actually exactly he what was he eating. said in this post game press conference. He was eating. <laughs> he he was eating. Ted Ginn Jr. with a nice game. You like to see that. Although, like you mentioned, Willie Sneed coming back, so you worry about targets being taken away there. Um. I, and, I do uh, put up another disappointing, week. disappointing weeks, though, from uh, from Cooper and Martavis Bryant. Yeah, sure. we touched on Cooper a little bit. Uh, he hasn't looked good this year. Um, and I, Tommy, I was just, I'm going to let you game. know a little secret. It was a I'm bad game for right the Raiders. And I'm going to stop you right there, man. I'm going to stop Christ. you right there. Amari Cooper isn't a good wide receiver. Okay. That's... Amari Cooper drops footballs. Can I ask right. you what arguably the most important thing to do is as a wide receiver? Um, run good routes. I'm going to stop you right there. It's going to it's going to be to catch footballs, okay? And Amari Cooper can't do that. So all this that... na- all these narratives about oh, this is Amari Cooper's breakout year. You hear that every year. I get that he went to Alabama, but old man Crabtree is the guy on the Raiders team, and Amari Cooper isn't never going to be the guy until he learns how to catch the football. catch footballs. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say as a wide receiver, if you can't catch a football, you're not going to uh, succeed in the NFL, and that is my hot take. Um, <laughs> Put it on the board. Uh, Martavis Bryant only puts up 400, which we talked about this last week. You're either going to have a bad week or a great week for Martavis Bryant. I'm not sure there's going to be a single in-between week for him this year. He's either going to catch an 80-yard touchdown or he's not. Um, and so, I mean, you look at... So he he got four targets last week, two weeks ago, and got 91 yards. He got eight targets against the Bears and only got 30 yards. So it's just a matter of if he catches that deep ball for the week. If he does, you're going to get a good week out of him. If not, he won't. Um, yeah. But yeah, 11, 11 9 for Greg is a is a very respectable score. He definitely deserved to win this week. Um, but yeah, like we said, his team, his top two picks showed up and and they carried him to victory. So I think Greg's team's looking good moving forward. Um, he gets Doug Martin back not this week, but for uh, week. What are we in? Week five, Doug Martin comes back. Um, mm. So 
yeah, um, so that'll just strengthen his team even more. So I think he's looking pretty good. Um, now, moving on to Dan's team, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to Mr. Larry Farchgerald. Um, mm. the, the Grandpa Dinosaur puts up 2,740 points. And did you see that catch that he had on Monday night? Woo-wee. He looks. I can't, it's amazing how good he still looks. Uh, people keep talking about when he's going to retire. Let's just stop for now, because he hasn't slowed down at all. He's he's been great, and he was great again last night. Um, Ezekiel Elliott was also great last night. He puts up um, sixteen ninety, not quite the three thousand I was predicting from him, but um, a good score nonetheless. Um, you look at Dan's team. And what really sticks out are those top two wide receivers of his, his his first two wide receivers that he drafted, um, Terrell Pryor Sr. and Calvin Benjamin. Cal- Terrell oh, Pryor. Cam Newton looks awful, and Terrell Pryor has not looked in sync with um, with Cal- Terrell Pryor is a bust. Uh, Terrell Pryor is so disappointing. Uh, he... He look he looks so good sometimes, but he has not looked good this year. Um, and you know the I know the Redskins the Redskins offense has been a little shaky overall, but I think Kirk Cousins might just have too many pieces there. I mean he's not even looking at Terrell Pryor. Yeah, Terrell Pryor got a lot of targets in Week One and had a decent Week One, but the last two weeks it, it hasn't been promising. Um, so maybe that'll turn around. There are a lot of guys out there. I mean. He likes uh, Jamison Crowder a lot. I mean, Crowder had like six or seven catches. When Jordan Reed's healthy, he likes Jordan Reed a lot, but Jordan Reed was out, and he he, uh, used Vernon Davis a lot. Vernon Davis had five catches and a touchdown. Um, uh, Dotson, uh, he was a rookie last year. He caught that deep ball. He had a good good game. Um, And then, whoa, one guy I want to talk about on Dan's team who he had sitting on the bench this week is Chris Thompson. Boy, oh boy, does Chris Thompson look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are, um, you, what are you hesitantly yaying me for? Chris Thompson, through three weeks, has put up 1,400, 2,400, and 2,700. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh, I just still, I don't know, I feel like Rob Kelly will still be the guy when he's healthy. Chris Thompson is never going to be the lead back, never going to be the lead back, and he's never going to get a lot of touches. But he makes a lot out of the looking, touches he gets. Yeah, he's looking like Tyreek Hill when Tyreek Hill was getting like four or five touches and like consistently getting like seventy-yard touchdowns each game. I mean, Chris, yeah. Chris Thompson had in week two against the Rams had three rushes for seventy-seven yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> like what? Um, yeah, if I'm Dan, I I I play Chris Thompson moving forward, especially with um. Uh, I mean, Jonathan Stewart hasn't looked great the last two weeks, so um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think you you plug in Chris Thompson and hope he keeps this up because, I mean, they like him a lot. He is he's the passing he's the passing down back. So anytime they're in a pass situation, uh, they're most of the time going to use him. Which and they utilized him and they got him going in the screen game and. They had some good blocking out front, and he, he's looking really good. Um, Jay Gruden, I saw Jay Gruden said that Chris Thompson's been begging him 
to give him more touches, but he's not going to do it. I don't know if it's just like they want to keep him fresh. He's a small guy, so they don't want to give him a lot of touches and risk him getting injured. Um, but, yeah, he's he's done a lot with, with very few touches. Um, but, yeah, I mean, McCoy and Elliott are fine for Dan. Um, Stafford's fine for Dan. Like I said, Fitzgerald's good. He's got New England's defense. They put up good numbers, even though they gave up a lot of points. Um, McManus was good. He's got a, again, tight end. Jesse James only puts up 290 for Dan. Yeah. We're all struggling at the tight what, end position. Yeah, it's a weed like it's a it's a league-wide problem. It is a league-wide problem, but outside of that, he's yeah, he's I don't know. I think if I'm Dan, I start playing Adam Thielen. I don't know. I mean, with Case Keenum, I guess you it's hard. Like I thought Diggs and and Thielen would struggle again with Keenum in, but Keenum looked great against Tampa Bay's defense, and they're supposed yeah. to have a pretty good defense. Case, Case Keenum, if anyone's looking for a quarterback on the waiver wire, <laughs> uh, Case Keenum's your guy, apparently. I do, on Dan's behalf, uh, and you know, at the, the advice of our producer, Justin, want to hold a moment of silence for... Uh, folks, the, the mighty has fallen. Um, Dane... D- uh, Dane. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dane... <laughs> Dane Everyone, Sproles. Dane Sproles. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to memorialize Dane Sproles, uh, one of my favorite comedians. <laughs> um, no, uh, Darren Is that a Sproles, Dane ladies Cook and gentlemen. Joke? Yeah, Jesus, that's my best bet. Um, Darren Sproles, Sproles, absolutely. Keep going. The mighty mouse. The mighty mouse has fallen, ladies and gentlemen. The eagle's nest has landed. Darren Sproles <laughs> on the same play in one play. Broke his arm and tore his ACL. Um, that sounds like an injury that's going to knock you out for the year. That sounds like an injury that will knock Darren Sproles out for his career. Uh, hot take, you will not see Darren Sproles in an NFL game again. Um, that's not that hot of a take. Uh, Hotter take, you will see Darren Sproles again. Ooh, now that's a hot take. Um, no, yeah, but sad. Sad for the player. It's okay for Dan. Yeah, I love, um, I love he's Dan not, he's Sproles. Not, he's not um, leaning on Sproles, but you hate to see a guy with that much ferocity go down to an injury like yeah, that. Yeah, he's just a guy that's been so consistent, and uh, I love Darren Sproles. And yeah, uh, definitely feel bad for him, but I think he bounces back. We'll see him again next year. Um, so, yeah, let's finish this up. Dan falls to 0-3. It's hard to not hit the panic button when you've put up your 0-3 and you've only scored 9,400 points per week. Um, but it's not like there's a whole lot of people out there to go and pick up. I think he just, he just needs, like I said, he had a decent week. So if he can get better production from his wide receivers next week, I think he, get, I think he can get a win. Um, with, uh, anything else you want to say before we move on to next week's matchups? No, no, that should be good. Okay. Perfect. Week four. Let's take a look at week four. Um, just going to start off uh, as I see it. Um, so it's, I've got myself versus uh, Greg next week. Um, Greg got on the on the winning board. He's at one and two. I'm sitting at two and one. Um, you look at our matchup uh, as it currently is. Keep in mind that uh, I will be ha- I will be fielding a different kicker come next week. Sure. Um, sure. Who do you like? Uh, I got a. Take Greg in this matchup solely because you uh, you you haven't found a replacement for Cairo Santos in that position. <laughs> um, I just Jack. Don't know. I specifically said 
that I would have what? a different kicker in that spot come next week. Oh, you're good. Okay. Well, as long as you handle that, I'll definitely take you then. Um, because, uh, no, I mean, I think it's going to be a close matchup. Yahoo has it, has it, uh, projected for only a, you know, less than a 400 point difference. Um, you know, I, I, I like Green Bay's defense going against Chicago, even yeah, though me they, too. Were the, they were the, they were the Steelers killer this week, but I, I think you're good to, to play them there. Yeah. On a short, um, a short weekend, Green Bay. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you want me to say? Devontae Freeman and Kareem Hunt, they'll have huge weeks for you. And, uh, you know, I think Crabtree could bounce back against Denver, even though they've got Yeah, uh, you could also have another bad week. There. Um, but, you know, I think Parker Parker will get you a lot of points against New Orleans. Oh, yeah, um, I'm excited about that. And uh, I don't know. I'm just not feeling uh, I'm not feeling Greg's wide receivers outside of Odell. And, uh I, yeah, I that think, could be tough. I think sledding. Jordan Howard. I think Jordan sledding. Howard will regress back to his Jordan Howard ways, and um, you know, I just take you by a hair this week. Ooh, Greg put in Duke Johnson this week against Cincinnati. It looks like took out Amir Abdullah. Uh, I actually like that call. Um, I don't think Abdullah will do much. Minnesota's got a great run defense. I think that's a good call uh, if he leaves it that way. Um, yeah, Greg looks like he could put up an, a nice number uh, this week. He's got some decent matchups. Um, uh, but yeah, I obviously will pick myself to win. Um, I really like my team currently. Um, like I said, I'll be picking up a different kicker and then, uh, we'll see what happens with Jordan Reed moving forward, but he's currently day to day. So I'll have a, uh, a backup plan for that, but hopefully he plays Monday night. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I fully expect to, uh, go to three and one this week. Uh, sorry, Greg, you're going to put up a respectable score, but I'm still going to take you down. Okay, so um, next matchup I see here is going to be Brian versus Dan. Brother versus brother, brother. Um, Dan is 0-3, as we mentioned. Brian is 2-1. Who do you like this week? Um, I, uh... Come on, give it to Lil Bro. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one to, I'm going to give this one to Dan. I think he gets his first W this week. Um, it's got to happen eventually, right? It's got to happen eventually, and I think uh, the Although, Patriots will be a good play against the Panthers for that defense. Oh, definitely. And then um, I think he could have two huge weeks at running back with LeSean McCoy and Ezekiel Elliott. And uh, I think if he slots Adam Thielen this week in place of Calvin Benjamin, um, he should uh, he should be able to pull off the victory. Nice. Uh, I like that. I'll go with Dan as well. Let's get him on the board. Um, Aaron Rodgers against Chicago, that could be very fruitful for Brian. Um as well as Denver uh, against Oakland with how Derek uh, Derek Carr looked uh, on Sunday night. Um, expect a big game out of Dalvin Cook. And, and um, yeah, I think Gillis Lee will struggle again, as well as Bennett. And uh, I think Kenny Britt struggles this week, um, as well as Kendall Wright could struggle as well. So I think Brian has a low-scoring week, and, uh, and Dan takes this one. Um, okay, moving on. We got Scott versus Dad, Big Lou Lettenmeyer. Uh, Scott two and one against the three and first place Lieutenant Lou Lettenmeyer. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Dad takes this one to move four and um, just because Scott's team is clearly a boom or bust type of team. Um, he's put up two very good weeks and one very bad week. I think Cooks and Diggs both um, have more down weeks after their massive performances. 
Ben Roethlisberger won't do great in Baltimore. Um, I think Scott has another low-scoring week. Um, Dad, Dad does his consist. He's been very consistent over three weeks. I think he gets the W this week. Um, look for uh, AJ Green to have another big game as well as Mike Evans. I, uh, you know, well, I all with all due respect to your take, um, I'm going to disagree with you. I think Scott takes this. I think Dad gets handed his first loss of the season. Um, I think Scott's team keeps riding the flames. They're boomer bust, but they just had a huge boom, and I, I think they keep booming. I think Brandon Cooks will have a big game against the Panthers. I think uh, Tyreek the Freak will shine in the primetime Monday night game. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, uh, with running backs like that, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell and Fournette, I just think Scott uh, Scott takes this one again. Yeah, and that's uh, that's totally fine. I will not be surprised at all if Scott wins. Um, uh, next matchup, Drew versus Kyle. Uh, Drew is one and two. Kyle is two and one. Uh, who do you like this week? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one to Drew. Um, I think I think Kyle's gotten lucky the past couple weeks, or the, with week one and week three, um, with the point totals that he's been scored against. But I think uh, Drew might be uh, the punch in the face that Kyle needs to. To really get his team, get some fire under his team. His teams, they're playing down to their opponent's level right now, and I yeah, get that. That happens. Right. That happens. You know, you get comfortable. You, you just do what you need to do to win, and that's fine. But uh, I think I think Kyle's uh, going to get a rude awakening this week. I think Tom Brady will have another Tom Brady week. I think Devontae Adams will bounce back with a big game on Thursday night against the Bears. And um, I would expect to. Uh, this is a hot take here. I think Jamison Crowder. We'll get his. Let me just double check this before I say anything stupid. His first touchdown. We'll get his yeah. first touchdown of the year in the Monday night game against Kansas City. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say Drew takes this one as well. Uh, I'm gonna project Drew. Uh, I think he gets at least thirteen thousand this week. I see a lot of bounce back opportunities from his players that underperformed. Uh, mainly Travis Kelsey. Washington just is so bad against the tight end, and then. Uh, Jay Ajay against New Orleans. I think he has a big game. And again, like you said, I think Tom Brady has a big game as well. Um, I don't think this one's going to be that close. Uh, I think Kyle's team performs along the lines of how it has been. Um, and uh, Drew wins by at least a couple thousand. I'm interested to see uh, what what, do you, what would you do? Uh, he's got Willie Sneed on the bench coming back this week and then Sterling Shepard after a big game. Would you play either of those guys over anyone he's got in right now? Um... Yeah, potentially a Marvin Jones. I think I may plug in one of those guys for Marvin Jones. Um, who who would you who would you start? Willie Sneed, Sterling Shepard, or Marvin Jones? Willie Sneed, I think. Let's. Um, he was. He's going to be the number two guy out there. Um, maybe it's a little risky with it being his first week back, but um, yeah, I think you go with Willie Sneed because if you don't play him and he goes off, he's you're really going to regret that. Um, Kyle gets great performances, I'm get, again, from Hyde and Gordon. Uh, but, uh, yeah, again, his wide receivers uh, lack the firepower, and uh, Derek Carr will not have another good game in uh, up in uh, the high altitude in Denver. And uh, I think Drew gets this one. They both uh, move to 2-2. Two and two. All right, on to the next matchup. Uh, next up, we've got Last Let Left against Dwell Football, which is Justin against Anna. Um, a battle on Lover's wifey. Lane. Yes, a battle of the wifeys, a showdown of the wifeys, if you will. Lady BB against uh, Sir Anna. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see We'll see how this nets out. Um, 
Holy right now, God. Yahoo's Anna Yahoo's is got projected for Anna fourteen thousand, heavily favored. So clearly, clearly he's got Anna taking Yahoo it. Yahoo thinks. Tommy, uh, what, are, what, are your, gonna... what are your thoughts on this week? This matchup. So, unfortunately, for Justin, I do think Anna's going to win this one. Um, I, I I will be interested to see what Justin does um, at the quarterback position. I wonder if he'll just go with um, Dak Prescott after the big performance from him, um, and maybe I don't know. Maybe he drops Trevor Simeon to try and get some more, um, you know, positional players to 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 put on his bench. Um, I think I think Justin will have a good week. Um, I think his projection is pretty fair. Uh, I think he has a good week this week. He's going to get a good, another good performance from Grabkowski. Uh, I would expect another good performance from Nelson on Thursday night. Uh, same as Sanders. I think you can get a solid game out of him. Uh, look for a bounce-back game from Baltimore and uh, as well uh, from Buck Allen. Um, and another, a bounce-back game from Justin Tucker. Oh, yeah, I wanted to say Justin Tucker has been... Uh, pretty much a big disappointment uh, for Justin this year. Usually the anchor on his team, uh, he has yet to get over a thousand, and this last week only got 100 points. So um, we'll see if he can change that moving forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at the matchups that Anna has. Um, oh, Drew Brees is going to have a field day against Miami. Um, Julio Jones and Golden Tate will get theirs. Um, I like both Gurley and Anderson this week. Um, so I think Anna comes back after her disappointing finish um, from this last week with having three of her last four players scoring zero. Um, I think she comes back with a strong week. Um, I think Justin puts up a good fight, um, but I think Anna's going to edge him out, unfortunately. Justin will fall to one and three, and Anna will go up to three and one. Um, at any changes... Um, that you think either of them would need to make? Um, mm, yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier when we touched on Justin's team. Uh, at this point, he should just really be uh, moving on from Trevor Simeon and just sticking with his guy, Dak. Um, I think Justin could benefit from, you know, maybe looking at the waiver wire, trying to get something a little more stable in that wide receiver three slot. Um, but, you know, maybe Brandon Marshall would be a good sneaky play instead of Kenny Galladay. Who knows? Uh, Minnesota's defense is better than Tampa Bay's, so that's why I would probably prefer Marshall personally. Um, and, you know, uh, on, on Anna's side, I mean, she's projected for 14000 so what can you say? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean obviously opinion, her tight end and, and flex, I think, yeah. would really be the only question marks. You yeah, know, obviously yeah, you stick with Seattle at home against Indianapolis. I mean, my God. Yeah. Uh, so it, for you know, just to yeah, just to be clear, uh, I was I was trouncing on Seattle earlier, but this is a matchup and a situation where I would absolutely be comfortable starting the Seahawks. So I think that's exactly right, Tommy. Um, if anything, you know, maybe stream a different tight end or you know look for a different flyer play in that flex spot. But I think uh, otherwise, she yeah. should be good this week. Absolutely. Uh, so you think Anna's going to win? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, sorry, Justin. Um, we just call it like we see it. And Amen to that. last matchup is going to be brother versus brother, brother. Brother versus brother, brother. Louis Joseph Lettmeyer Jr. versus Jack 
Fat Robert Kelly Lettenmeyer. Wow. Okay. I'm Fat Robert. Um, okay. Um, I cannot possibly predict that Louis would lose. I cannot do that to him. Um, I cannot have him starting off 0-4. I will not allow that. Uh, if you beat him this week, I will make... Sounds like a threat. If you yeah, beat him okay. this week, Here I will make um, point adjustments so that Louis gets the win, uh, just so you're right, aware. Great. Yeah, no, of course. Um, but no, looking at looking at your guys' matchups, uh, obviously you have you have a good team, and your team puts up points. Um, uh, Louis is going to need to score this week if he wants to get on that uh, on that winning on that W. Uh, he needs to put up points because your team is going to. Um, looking at Louis's team right now, um, I think it looks good. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if this is what he is going to have it set as, but if it is, I like it. Um, Carson. Yeah, I love the I love the Jimmy Graham play over Jack Doyle. I love the Marquise Lee play over Cooper Cup. Prime time for Jimmy Graham uh, on Sunday night. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, It is having two Seattle offensive players. It's not ideal, just because. Seattle's offense is so on and off on the off weeks. If they have an off week and you play two Seattle players and they both do poorly, that's just, it's so hard to come back from that or to overcome that, having two guys that have such poor performances. So um, I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing, and I'm not trying to give, you know, advice to, to my opponent, but thankfully he won't hear this until, you know, after. Well, no, actually, he'll probably, he'll hear this before. Anyways, um, Marshawn Lynch is at Denver this week. I don't know about that. Uh, I know it'd be a bold move benching Marshawn Lynch. You know, you're not really in a position to do that. But if Louis gets somebody good off the waivers, I'm just saying. You know, is there a is there a running back to get off of the waivers that you can put in the running back one position? I think Chris Carson can act as his running back one, okay. and I think There's... sure. I think if Louis picks up. Uh, I, uh, I don't, it's not going to happen. I'm just saying. Well, no, I think that's point all, being Marshawn Lynch could have a really bad week. Yeah, this week definitely, again. definitely. But um, I think you just have to play him and hope yeah, he gets a touchdown. It's hard. It's hard to bench an RB one. Um, but yeah, so I think, like I said, Louis going to need to put up. I think at least twelve thousand if he wants to win this week. Um, Kurt Cousins could struggle a little bit um, against Kansas City. Kansas City has looked so. Good. Can we just talk about that for a second? My God. Um, yeah. Offensively and defensively. Um, your wide receivers, they looked good last week. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't all perform fine. Uh, I think Ty Montgomery has a much better week this week. Um, Joe Mixon against Cleveland, that could be, if he gets the same workload he did against Green Bay, uh, this could be uh, Joe Mixon's breakout week. So that would be unfortunate for Louie if he, if Mixon had a really great game. Um, and then Zach Ertz. I'm hoping. Probably will do the same thing. Mark Ingram, you can mark him down for 960 points. Um, but yeah, oh, it would be interesting if both of you left your defenses the same uh, because he has Baltimore and you have Pittsburgh, and they are playing each other. Um, well, we'll see. But yeah, I got to give this victory to Louie, put him to 1-3, and three and drop you to 2-2, two and two, but um, it's going to be a tough one for him. I think this one, you're going to have a lot of points, so uh, if he wants to win, he's going to have to put up a lot of points. Um 
but yeah, that that concludes our, our matchups for next week. Um, and that I think that pretty much sums up this episode because we've been uh, we're a little over our mark, and by a little I mean a lot. Um, so let's go ahead and finish up here, Jack. Uh, any final comments? No. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. We're having a lot of fun doing this. Uh, please genuinely feel free to send us feedback or any viewer questions. You know, you can leave a voicemail on either of mine or Tommy's cell phones, or feel free to email in. Uh, questions for me, email jr at letstalkpod.com. Let's with two T's, letstalkpod.com. Or you can email Tommy at tj at letstalkpod.com. Once again, that is L-E-T-T-S talkpod.com. And uh, that'll uh, that'll wrap up for this session. Uh, enjoy the weekend of football. And, uh, you know, next time you have an hour free, uh, let's talk fantasy football again. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Good luck to everyone this week. And uh, as, uh, as always, it's an honor. Uh, we will see you next week. Thank you and good night. I love that Kyle's two wins are literally the lowest two weeks. Yeah, it's, that's too perfect. When I, when I realized that when I was doing my research, I was very excited about that.